0: Everybody needs to calm down today on Locked On Tigers. You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Monday, April 11th, 2022. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, and that is YouTube included. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Okay. Well, that was uh, certainly an opening weekend. The Detroit Tigers are officially playing meaningful baseball. And through the first series of the season, they are under 500, a one and two record. Um, lots to break down, lots to talk about. But the overlying or maybe underlying uh, theme throughout this entire thing is going to be everybody needs to calm down. It is ridiculous. Some of the things that are being said after three games of the season, uh, like non ironically, people saying Torkelson is a bust and is horrible. Um, people saying that we should trade everybody already and like go into, you know, extend the rebuild. Uh, people saying Mize, Manning and Scooble are all busts. um, like a lot of ridiculous narratives three games in to the season this is three games against comfortably the best team in this division and your bullpen is shot okay that that's that's what and not I mean for what also for what it's worth it's 40 degrees. And you're playing in one of the biggest parks in baseball. So let's just all calm down a little bit. There's a lot of nonsense being talked about. A lot. And it's exhausting, to be honest with you. It's very exhausting to hear all day about how three games into the season, this team's going to lose 100 games again. It's preposterous. So let's just all take a deep breath. And let's try as best as we can to go over the happenings of this weekend as as objectively as we can. Uh, I, I will say too, it is possible, I think I tweeted something like this out too. It is possible to point out flaws and, and point out rightful criticisms and, and, and critiques while also not... Going around and being the person that's like, oh, three games into the season, yeah, this team's losing 110. Like there, there's a there's a line you can walk, and I'm gonna try my best to walk it. And and I'm not sure anybody's really good at it, but there is a line that that you can say, hey, that sucked, that that was bad, and hey, we need to work on this. If we if we want to win games this year, we need to be better at this. While also not having the mindset of "Oh, it happened twice in three days, in a hundred and sixty-two game season," so the season's over. There's a there, there's a balance there, as all things in the world do. Right? Okay. Now that we got that out of the way, let's talk some baseball. Um, opening day was a blast. So much fun. Uh, saw a ton of a ton of you guys down there. It was super super cool. Um, if you if you walked up and said hey thank you it's, it's always super fun um, got some pictures whatever it, it was awesome super fun to see everybody down there saw a lot of uh, a lot of other content creators down there too a lot a lot of people that uh, make you know make and put out tigers content uh, it was it was a blast it really was such a fun time the whole day is just always it's like a holiday up and down woodward is always bumping uh, the tents. There's always a, a bunch of fun stuff going on. Uh, a lot of food. A lot of ginger ale. It's it's a good time, man. It really is. So, uh, and to cap it off with a win, not only a win, but but a win that was a, a walk off by your new, you know, prized free agent acquisition. It was an awesome day. It was a really really awesome day and just fun the weather held off right the rain held off it was it was a blast man so erod got the start that day uh didn't look too sharp not worried at all as you can tell right if you're watching on youtube do i look worried no uh erod's a dog and he'll he's he's fine he's absolutely fine um if that is the worst performance we're going to get out of the year like if that's the floor for erod what four innings and three runs that's the floor for Erod. Uh that's that's a he, he's going to be pretty good for us this year. And it, it, there was a lot that he could have done better the look. The command wasn't too great. Um the the movement was not as good as we know that it can be. Mostly it was a command thing though. It's a little cold, you know, northern teams have to deal with with the cold early on whatever. First game in a new ballpark. Well, first game as the home team in a new ballpark. Everything's going to be fine. Not worried about Erod at all. Uh, out of the pen, Drew Hutchinson was fine. Uh, not d- blown away by his stuff by any means, but kept us in the game. Didn't give up any runs, so good on him. Alex Lang, nasty. That's the dog. Everybody who knows me knows my opinion of Alex Lang. Alex Lang is good. I was so happy I got to see him in person there on uh, on opening day. Jacob Barnes, not bad. Pretty nice inning for Jacob Barnes. I was, I was impressed man I was really impressed and then Gregory Soto obviously came in and gave up the home run uh, which led him to get the win which i think is kind of funny um, but he, he did give up the homer look not not worried about that either uh, only time he he pitched this weekend so unfortunately not a uh, not, not a not a fantastic weekend for Greg but at the end of the day he still has the velocity the velocity was still fine he threw a slider that got tanked and, like, last year, I'm pretty sure he gave up one home run off his slider all season. And he does it on opening day this year. That's baseball. It's going to happen. Not worried about it at all. Uh, offensively, got off to a pretty slow start in this game, as we did all weekend. So, reoccurring theme there. That's definitely going to have to get addressed. Um, really, I, I mean, I, I don't know, even know if I want to do, like, game, game, game. We have to do that for the pitchers because I have. There is a lot to discuss with Mize and a lot to discuss with Scooble. Uh But for the offense, I think we can talk more broad, right? I think we can talk more just in general landscape and, and outlook of the entire weekend. Uh, Javi Baez was was not bad this weekend, and the it, it's just ridiculous. Some people. <laughs> There's a lot of nonsense being talked about, man. It's so wild the overreactions that come out of the first weekend of the year. It's so wild. It's it's mind-boggling to me that that the, the ups and downs of and 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 how they are how they are ridden, I guess. I don't know. I whatever. Javi Baez was solid this weekend. We knew what we were getting. We knew we were getting a free swinger that was aggressive, and he, he wasn't going to draw too many walks. And if the ball is in the strike zone or anywhere near the strike zone, really, he's going to take a big hack at it. I think he ended the weekend like four for 11, four for 12, four for 12. Um, Not bad. Not a bad weekend, including the walk-off, obviously. And and honestly, he had a couple this weekend that in June are home runs. Like the walk-off is one. that That's a – that's – Six weeks down the road when it's, you know, in the 60s or 70s, that ball is is still going. That That's a comfortably a home run. He hit one to left field as well that got tanked. Uh, I think this was on Saturday. Definitely a home run in warmer weather as well. Just kind of comes with the territory of A, playing in a big-ass park, and B, playing in 40-degree weather. Um, so I, I thought Bias looked fine at the plate this week, and he was drawn – extending the count can't talk extending the count working the count a little bit on sunday as well i thought he was solid i thought he was solid some stuff defensively well the defensively as a whole that's a whole different thing the whole team defensively was horrible on sunday just terrible um and baez had some some mishaps in the field as well we will get into uh the rest of opening weekend for your Detroit Tigers after I tell y'all about betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting stats and info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. Betonline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting, playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website or use your mobile device today and learn more about the trends and action Bet online where the game starts. All right, everybody. We are back here for segment two at Locked On Tigers. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. Be sure to check out Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia. He's going deep on MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. Uh, do we want to just, we can get the defense out of the way right now. I guess, uh, the defense we'll start with Javi specifically, and then just go to the whole team. Um, Javi was great defensively on opening day, made a really nice play that, that one that was basically shallow left field deep into the gap. Phenomenal play. He's a phenomenal defender. He is, um, he has gotten criticism over his career for the throwing accuracy. He makes some throwing errors now and then. Uh, It's been pretty high. That number's been pretty high some years. Yeah, that's going to happen. And it did happen on Sunday. Uh, The problem is the entire team was horrid defensively on Sunday. It was not just Javi Baez. And he's going to get the most criticism because he's the biggest name and gets the biggest contract. Everybody was terrible in the field. Torkelson, phenomenal defensively in the first two games of the year. Not good on Sunday. Bobbling the ball, uh, uh, one really easy scoop he could have had. Not great, okay? Jonathan Scope, couldn't throw the ball to first base. Had a throwing error. Javi Baez, couldn't throw the ball to first base. Had a throwing error. Robbie Grossman ran one of the worst routes I've ever seen on a fly ball to right field. Should have been a routine flyout on Sunday. Just ran a terrible route. Went over his head. Uh, extended that lead. Um, Victor Reyes is already kind of shaky. He's he's athletic. He can make up for it sometimes. Already pretty shaky. I thought he should have got a couple of balls he didn't get. Jamer Candelario. Rocket to him. That one's somewhat excused because it was a hard hit ball. Doesn't keep the ball in front of him though. I, I mean, just all around. We were kicking the ball all over the field. No one could throw the ball to first. It was a rough day defensively on Sunday. A really, really rough day defensively. And that has been a problem for a while. The Tigers have had a pretty subpar to just straight up horrible defense for most of the last half decade. And this year you bring in Javi and you move Scopey back to second. I will say Jonathan scope in the first two games looked phenomenal defensively and really outside of the bad throw had, had a, had a fine game. Didn't really get a ton of opportunities, but a fine game, I guess on, on Sunday defensively too. Um, but, you know, the throw was part of it. So <laughs> whatever. It, it, it's just – it is frustrating, as I know it is for everybody, to have this team be so bad defensively for so many, for year after year after year, and then we finally bring in talent to help with the defense, right? We're, like I said, Javi, uh, scope can go back to second to where he's a significantly better defender – uh, Torkelson, we've heard of, like his athleticism is going to play well at first base. And then like, it, it really, it starts green gets hurt. So now you have to put a, a, below average defensive center fielder in center, really the entire year, because Victor Reyes is what Victor Reyes is. And Badu last year graded out as a, as a pretty negative, uh, defensive center fielder. So that happens, and then games like Sunday happen. It's just really frustrating, and it's something that definitely needs to change. I 100% agree with everybody on that. So we got the defense out of the way. Like I said, offensively, there was was some good in there, too. There was quite a lot of bad. The, The offense got dominated by pretty much every single starting pitcher the entire weekend, and that obviously cannot continue. Now, the Chicago White Sox, are comfortably the best team in the division and a definitely a better roster than the Detroit Tigers, which is why we're going to calm down a little bit when we address all of these things, right? But their one, two, three in the rotation are really solid, so uh, I, I don't view it as like the end of the world. Oh my goodness, this offense must just suck after kind of getting shoved against for three games against the uh, against the White Sox. One, two, three in their rotation, okay. Um. Also, Dylan Cease just dominates the Detroit Tigers. The dude turns into prime Pedro Martinez whenever he steps foot in Comerica Park. It's incredibly frustrating. Uh, but that's a reoccurring theme that continued on Saturday. Let's. What What else is there offensively? Uh, we will. Uh, let's just bring up Torkelson now too. Then I guess. Um, I don't think he's as overpowered as like this narrative that's going around online is like, oh, he he he. Looks just overpowered. He's clearly not ready for big league pitching. Send him back down to triple A. No, that is, that's ridiculous. Like, like, I I won't say that too terribly often about other people's opinions on, on anything because ever, everybody should, should feel however they want to feel. That's preposterous. He is like 12 plate appearances in to his major league baseball career. And he he had an over 900 OPS in the minor leagues last season. He is too good for minor league pitching. He is where he was supposed to be. Everybody calm down. Okay, 12 plate appearances in. You you don't know that he is, even if you're right, right? Even if that's correct. And like two months goes by and he is batting 150 and is terrible, and they decide to send him down, that's not even worth a victory lap because you don't know that Spencer Torkelson is not ready for Major League pitching off of 12 plate appearances in which he walked in three of them. You don't know that. You don't. That's objective. You don't know that. So we're going to calm down on that too, and we're going to let him keep playing. As far as uh, there's kind of this like movement about, oh, you know, he needs a day off tomorrow and, and it's vital, you know, he need, he needs a day off on Monday and uh, it's it's vital to his development just to let him clear his head. I'm not really against or for it. Sure. Uh, I don't, I don't think it's a necessity. I don't think like his, his season is on the line already, four games into his major league career. And he has to, take a take a day off on Monday to get his head right and that's going to be the fix and he gets one day off and ever since you know one, once he gets the day off he's going to be hitting you know like crazy but I also like I mean sure if AJ Hinch thinks he needs a day off then sure like it's, it's not going to hurt him either he's not on a hot streak then I'm like oh you need to leave him in the lineup I mean clearly he doesn't have a hit yet right um, but he, he has three walks and and he looks very patient at the plate, which is good in a young hitter to already be that patient. He looks good in that regard. The problem is he, and I can't believe I'm about to say this. He almost looks too patient, which again, never thought I'd see the day where I was, I was clamoring that, that somebody, especially a rookie was too patient at the plate, but any borderline call he's spitting on even with two strikes, he's spitting on a lot of borderline calls. And I think like for on Sunday, for instance, his last at bat on Sunday slider right at the knees. It was a strike. It was what it wasn't even really that like close to not being a strike. It was a strike. And, he he took it and and he seemed you know upset like oh that was a that was a borderline call whatever i thought that was low whatever you're down 8 you're down 8 runs just take a hack dog like just take a hack just see what happens you swing and miss you swing and miss you you, you clearly have a good enough sense of the strike zone to know that that's at least close it's not like he just got dominated and, and was expecting fastball and got a slider and and his legs buckled and there was never like he was never gonna swing at it. No, he he read it was a slider and thought that's lower, that's below the knees, that's a ball low. I'm not going to swing and didn't, and he was wrong because it was in the strike zone. My point is on those fringe calls on an eight run game, just take a hack, man. Just take a hack. And there, there was a couple like that. There was a couple this weekend that, that were like that, that were very um, borderline calls that that he spit on and, and either got him to strike out or moved him to a two-strike count. And I'm just thinking, man, like, I, I love the fact that you're drawing walks and you're just trying to get on base and you're not kind of letting that moment get to your head like that. But maybe be a little bit more aggressive. Maybe be a little bit more aggressive. There's a couple of those that I, I was like, there's no reason for you not to swing there. And that strike three call on Sunday was kind of the the poster child for that, I think. All right, we'll get into the two pitchers uh, and anything else. We got to cover this from this weekend. Right after I tell y'all about Built Bar, uh, it's that time of year. You got to try the puffs, baby. You got to try the puffs. If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. They're all so good. They're going to be your new favorite. All built bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. That's 100% real chocolate. Puffs included. Uh, if you go to built.com, You can scroll down and look at the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, low calorie. Most built bars have 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. You compare that to a candy bar, which usually has about 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They're all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. They think a flavor might be good. They'll make it. It will be delicious and good for you. At Bilt Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every single time. So go to built.com right now. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off of your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Another segment, our final segment at Locked On Tigers. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. Check us out on YouTube. Uh, let's get into the pitchers because I think that was probably the biggest talk of the town this weekend. Uh, Casey Mize and Tarek Scubel. Neither of them looked very good. Erod, we already talked about. He didn't look very good either. Uh, but specifically, you know, the young kids. That's that's who everybody has their eye on. Let's start with Mize. So on Saturday, he goes five innings, seven hits, four and runs, no walks, two strikeouts. Um, it's 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 frustrating, and I'm sure it's frustrating for him too. I have no doubt. Um, but he just is really struggling to generate swings and misses with at, at the major league level. Like, that's really what, what a lot of it comes down to, man. Like, he he is really struggling to miss bats consistently at the major league level. And we, we look on Saturday, he, he had five whiffs total in the entire game, caused five swing and misses the entire game. Three of them were on the four-seam fastball, zero whiffs on his slider, zero whiffs on his sinker, One whiff on the knuckle curve and one whiff on the splitter. That one led to a strikeout, one of his only two strikeouts on the day. When it comes to called strikes, he had 13 called strikes. Pretty low number. Zero on the knuckle curve, two on the splitter, one on the sinker, six on the slider, four on the four-seam fastball. It's just... And look, last year he he, he was pretty su- by the end of the season, at least, well, the end of his non-innings restricted season, he he was getting pretty good at, at inducing soft contact. Not not Saturday, not Saturday. He was uh, he was getting hit around and getting hit around really hard. A ninety six point seven average exit velocity throughout the entire outing. That is not good. That is very, very high. An average exit ve- velo of almost 97 miles an hour. And look, like we heard like the splitters coming back. You know, he used it in the spring. It looked decent. But first game against, uh, uh, first meaningful game, I should say, just tough. Like just, just really tough. Um, I don't even know. I don't even know what else to say. Honestly, he, he wasn't fooling anybody. Uh, we already talked about it. he He just couldn't get a swing and a miss. Everybody was making contact with everything. And on the off chance that they weren't swinging, uh, not too many of them were called strikes either. So just a really rough first outing. Uh, the White Sox lineup is very good. This is a very good lineup. Um, and I, I think that he is going to be fine. I'm still fully a believer that Casey Mize is going to be fine. Just a rough start to the season. And definitely you can point to what he needs to improve on. You you got to get better at, at, I don't know if it's a pitch mix thing. Uh, he, He's got stuff that moves decently, right? I mean, we all know the splitter. It, it had great movement on it on Saturday. The curve looks pretty fine. Uh, The sinker and four seam fastball. The sinker can get a little flat at times, but it moves fine. The slider has a decent shape to it, I think. It's just, it's just not working, man. Not a lot of swings and misses, and it was his problem last year too. So, first start of the year, we're already off to that. Uh, for Mize, Scooble has some some different problems. We'll say some different stuff that he needs to work on. Not problems. Some some different uh, some different areas that he's got to work on. Tarek Scooble was has always been a guy with a lot of high strikeout potential and like I said I've said this before on the show in double a he he has straight up put up one of the craziest k per 9s that I have ever seen in my life it, it was like 15 or, or something absolutely unbelievable so we know that he has the ability to have really good swing and miss, and strikeout stuff. We've always known that about Scooby. The problem is he gives up a ton of hard contact. And we talked about this in the spring, and it was no different in this game either. His average exit velo throughout the entire game was just about 94 miles an hour. And his average exit velo specifically on the four-seam fastball was about 95 miles an hour. Those are also, very, very high numbers. Scooby ended his line with four innings pitch, seven hits, five runs, only four of them earned, one walk, and only three strikeouts. Scooby had nine whiffs this game. He's usually the guy that's getting a ton of whiffs, double digit, into the teens even, whiffs. Uh, last year, as, as a as a rookie, right, that was always the, the thing. It was either going to be a swing and a miss or the dude at the plate was going to crush the ball. This one still induced some swings and misses, not really on put-away pitches, however, and gave up still a ton of hard contact. The average exit velo on the changeup was almost 93 miles an hour. Uh, On the sinker was over 91 miles an hour. Just a lot of hard contact given up this whole weekend. And the White Sox lineup is already really good. It's probably even better against lefties than it is against righties, but it's really good on both sides. Very, very talented lineup on the south side. And while, again, I, I don't think that the season's over, and I still think that this team is, is all of my predictions and stuff, I, I, I still believe that this team has the potential to have a really fun and, and solid year, but you can also point out that this weekend sucked. This weekend sucked. It did. I, I don't think the offense took a single at-bat without being losing. Right. I'm pretty sure the the White Sox scored in the first inning of every single (laughs) of every single uh, game. And then we walked it off. Oh, I guess Javi would have come up in a tie game that that whole bottom of the ninth would have been a tie game because of Hossie. So outside of the ninth inning of opening day, the offense was losing in every single half inning and has not taken that bat with a lead yet. We're going into game four, we haven't taken an at-bat with with a lead yet. That's obviously a problem. The starting pitching was not good. No no one should try to tell you otherwise. It was straight-up bad. Scooby was not fooling anybody. Mize was not fooling anybody. Erod's command, all over the place. Okay? That all being said, we're three games in to an 162-game season. And those three games were against one of the better teams in the American League and comfortably the best team in your division. Everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be all right, I promise. Uh, Other standouts, we'll end on a good note. Who are the standouts? Austin Meadows, fantastic weekend. Fantastic. Love him in the two-spot, by the way. I think it's the perfect spot for him. I put him at the two-hole when I tried to predict uh, – well, maybe not predict, but when I tried to say what what I think the lineup should be, um, I, I think perfect spot for him. And he was absolutely fantastic the entire weekend. Uh, Eric Haas looked really solid, but even outside of the home run. Two walks in a game from Haasie, never thought I'd see the day. Beauty, absolute beauty. Victor Reyes' stance looked a little bit different. Everybody always gives me uh, gives me a fun fun hard time when uh, when Victor Reyes does really anything of value. Had a nice triple on Sunday, beauty. Uh, I'll gladly take that. Um, yeah. Again, a lot of deep fly balls in Comerica in the cold. So once the the weather gets warmer, those will go further. And in other ballparks, some of those will be home runs. Just just. <laughs> That's what you get for being a Tigers fan. Sorry. Join the club. Like, that's we're, we're all in this together. Um, the only other person I really want to talk about, oh, Jason Foley, really did not look great. His stuff did not look very good at all this weekend. Uh, I think he's on a pretty short leash going forward. But we're going to end on a positive note, we said. So, Elvin Rodriguez, I know he gave up. He ended up giving up the homer and gave up quite – that third inning of work he had was really rough. The first two innings, though, I was very, very impressed. I thought his stuff looked really, really solid. Uh, the command could have been a little better, but, I mean, first MLB appearance maybe is riled up a little bit. I was really impressed with the stuff, though, really impressed. And I would like to see him continue to get more opportunities. Tip of the cap to Ronnie Garcia wasn't uh, too terribly kind to him on the, on the opening day roster thing, and at least – he was the only pitcher, actually, on Sunday to not give up a run. So tip of the cap to you, Ronnie Garcia. Um, I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah. That'll do it. Okay. To recap, three games in, one of the best teams will play. The best team in your division, comfortably pump the brakes on the on the on the extreme negativity it's gonna be all right and and even if it's a rough year I promise you nobody can tell that three games into a season against the Chicago White Sox okay let's just relax in in the what look at it outside beautiful day Sunday beautiful hopefully the weather stays well just just relax have a nice week hopefully watch the Tigers win some games, hopefully take some steps in and in, in improve in the areas that we know they need to improve in. Let's try and have a fun summer, eh? Why not? Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every day. And I'll make your second listen. Locked On MLB host Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully. Brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues, both past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. That'll do it for me. We'll be back tomorrow. As always, kicking off a series against the Red Sox. I believe we have Manning, Alexander, Erod up to pitch those games. So, see you tomorrow. Peace and love. Going to Therapy's Dope, and I'll catch you all then. Go Tigers, baby.